Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the founder and head coach at Straight Shot Training, a personal training company dedicated to helping people of all fitness levels move better, feel better, and live better with progressive functional strength and conditioning workouts. In our last episode, you heard about the new personal training studio that we're putting in in Frederick, and it's starting to feel really real now after so long of us working on this because we're starting the process to order equipment. And as Chris and I have been going through the process of looking at exactly what we need, what makes the most sense to have, what do we need to do the type of training that we do, what do we not need, what has spatial concerns when it comes to equipment, you know, do we have to bolt this thing down, is it going to be sturdy enough, looking at specs of everything, we've really been looking at equipment closely recently. Which gave me the idea for this podcast because as we're looking at equipment, we realize you know we're really trying to do this right. We're trying to get equipment, obviously, at a, at a good price, but we don't want to get cheap stuff. We want to get stuff that is going to last and be impressive when you walk into this studio and be able to help us as the coaches accomplish our goal of helping people of all fitness levels build strength and confidence with these strength and conditioning programs. And so when we, when I step back and kind of look at the equipment that we're ordering, I realized, wow, you know, it's really important to do the basics really well. And that's kind of how we approach writing workouts as well. So, and that's how we're, we're kind of framing everything around the studios. We want to do the basics really, really well. And when I see everything that's out there in the way of fitness equipment, both in facilities that I've worked in, facilities I've seen, facilities I've worked out in, places I've seen advertised online, athletes that have advertised equipment online, influencer marketing, I realize there is so much out there that's unnecessary. And it's confusing because a lot of places will make you feel like this piece of equipment is going to change your fitness. This is the key to your fitness. If you just buy this thing, even though people have been getting extremely fit using dumbbells and barbells and body weight for ever. But for some reason now, this is the piece of equipment that you need. This shake weight is the key to your weight loss, that kind of stuff. So today I want to talk to you about the top five worst types of fitness equipment. And I'm going to give you some specifics along with this, but most of it is actually going to be the general idea behind that piece of equipment. Before I get into these, though, I want to make sure that you know about something that we're doing at SL Studio, which is the co-working space with Private Gym Attached, uh, that we're renting space from right now until we get into our permanent facility. We're doing something called semi-private personal training. And this is personal training for groups of two to four people. It's still personalized. The workouts are individualized to you, depending on your fitness level and what you've been able to do in the past, what your injury history is, what you're comfortable with. We, We customize everything to you. So still personal training is just in these small groups. These have been really popular at this studio that we're renting space from right now. And it's going to be a big part of what we do at the new studio. And it's still something though that, people are not used to. So what we want to do is introduce you to semi-private personal training with a free session. All you have to do is send me a message, johnny, J-O-N-N-Y, at straightshottraining.com, and just put the 
the title of your email free session and just give me your contact info and I'll set up a time that we can chat and talk about you know what your current fitness level is, uh, what time you're able to come in, let you know a little bit about the process of getting you started uh, and we'll have you just fill out a quick waiver to make sure that you're all good to go and then that's it. No strings attached. You just show up enjoy your personal training session, and then you know, hopefully this is something that you enjoy enough that you would like to continue doing it. So just shoot me a message, Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y, at straightshottraining.com, or you can find me on social media using the handle at straightshottraining, and shoot me a message over there, and just hit me up, say you want a free semi-private personal training session, and I'll let you know what availability we have, and we'll get you going. So let's get in to our topic today, the top five worst types of fitness equipment. All right, so the way I'm going to frame each of these is a question that you can ask yourself if you are going to purchase this piece of equipment. Now, some of these you probably won't be purchasing for your home gym. Some of these might be pieces of equipment that you would see at your gym. So if you're listening to this and you're a personal trainer or you're a gym owner or you're part of the ordering process at your gym, uh, some of this might be helpful for you as well. So question number one I have for you when looking at a piece of equipment is, can it be part of a progressive program? So can you add resistance to this? Can you quantify your distance or or something with this piece of gym equipment so that it can be progressed? Because if you can't progress something, if you're just moving, you're not really training, you're just exercising, which is fine. It's great to get you moving. But if you're going to spend money on a piece of fitness equipment, you really should make it something that can grow with you. So... The example here is battle ropes. Now, before you jump on me and say, hey, Johnny, I remember doing battle ropes with you back in the day. Yeah, in group settings, I've used battle ropes before. And for those of you not familiar, it's those long ropes that you see people grabbing and kind of smacking the ground like like an angry gorilla in a Cincinnati zoo. Uh, Rest in peace, Harambe. And they make for cool pictures. There's a lot of pictures and videos, and especially slow motion videos on... YouTube and Instagram and Facebook, and a lot of trainers are are using these battle ropes just for the sake of marketing. I promise you, not that many trainers are using battle ropes in their sessions, and these top athletes that you see using them that are completely ripped, jacked, just shredded, they're not using battle ropes. Now, they're fun in a circuit setting. I used to think they were cool, you know, eight, nine years ago when they were kind of cool and they were the new thing, and I did some training with them. Uh, actually at like at a seminar and you know we purchased them and quickly I realized they're kind of pointless. Like they'll make people tired, they'll make your arms tired, they get you out of breath, but you where do you go from there? They they cost 150 to 300 dollars. You could spend that money on one or even two pair of really good running shoes and get a much better cardio workout running some hills. Battle ropes probably sound like more fun. Sure, that's fine. But if you want to spend $300 on something that you can't progress other than, you know, you could either slap the rope harder or you could slap the rope longer. That's it. It's not a whole lot that you can do to progress battle ropes. And there's all these, you know, ridiculous movements that you see people doing with them, making them creative. That's, it's superfluous. It's not necessary. You don't need them to get fit. 
And honestly, I feel like they're a waste of money and a big waste of time in your session. You should be spending more time you know, with some weights on a progressive program, gradually doing more reps or more weight or doing things a different way to challenge yourself over, the, over a period of time and not just you know, swinging ropes around. So that's the first thing here. Is, can it be part of a progressive program? If it can't, then it's probably not worth buying. Next question, is it versatile? Can this implement do more than one thing? And this is where gyms really miss the mark. Now, most gyms, big gyms, are going to have your traditional selectorized machines. That's where you you put the pin in the different plate on the rack and it moves up and down. So like the chest press, the leg press, the leg extension, the leg curl, those machines are going to be selectorized machines. They can do one thing. And most gyms are going to ha- kind of have to, if you're a big gym, you're going to have to have selectorized machines, typically one per each body part. But if you're going to buy another piece and you, you're going to invest another, let's say, $3,700 on one piece of equipment, should you really buy another machine or should you maybe use that to buy an entire set of dumbbells? Because that's how much an entire set of dumbbells, most of the time plus a rack, is going to cost. Meanwhile, you have items like the True Fitness Full Body Press Machine that comes in at $3,700 that is basically a a very complicated, huge, space-consuming way to do thrusters. Thruster is a squat into an overhead press. You can do thrusters with a dumbbell, a barbell, a band, kettlebells, just about a sandbag, just about anything. This True Fitness Full Body Press Machine is a just gargantuan piece of of waste when it comes to space of footprint in a gym because all you can do is you put your feet on this plate you're kind of laying like semi-horizontally bit of an angle like diagonal angle your hands are on this bar out in front of you so you kind of look like you're like a, like a human race car and you're going to push your feet backwards while you push your arms forward so you end up in kind of like a plank position I, I, i'm using my hands like i can like you can see what i'm doing here but if you just google it true fitness, full body press machine. Look it up and you'll see what I'm talking about. It can do one thing. And that one thing, it would be much better if you did it on the ground, standing on your feet, holding weights in your hands. And gyms are spending $3,700 on this one piece of machinery that is not even as versatile as a chest press machine. Because at least with a chest press machine, you can you know put clients on it that maybe are have issues with standing exercises or maybe a a special needs client or somebody who has trouble with range of motion or controlling weights uh, if they have hypermobility issues. I've used machines with people a lot before, but with this machine, you actually kind of have to be decently fit to use it because it requires you to kind of hold your body in a plank position while doing this awkward thruster. So it's a machine that not everybody can use and it can only do one thing. So that's not a versatile machine and I don't think it's worth $3,700, especially I've seen gyms that have two of them. So now you've spent you know, a lot of money that you could have spent on free weights or a new cable machine or maybe not raising the membership rates at your gym because that's typically what happens when a gym has to spend a lot of money. And this is what happens with gyms is they think that in order to keep members or you know, create a better member experience that they need something new. Let's, let's get another piece of equipment. Let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. When really the best thing you can do, and this is me talking to gym owners uh, and personal trainers, best thing you can do is create good relationships and actually get people results. 
and and create this accountability between you as the the gym staff and them as the members or clients. So that's what keeps people coming back. It's it's not the fancy piece of equipment. No no people stay at a gym just because they have a true fitness full body press. They stay because they have these relationships with the trainers. And I think or there's the staff that works there, or the other people who are in the gym. And I think that's what gyms need to focus more on. I don't want to get too distracted with that. So let's go into uh, type number three here, or question number three I have for you, is uh, is the piece of equipment that you're trying to buy reinventing the wheel? Is there already something that exists that's probably cheaper that accomplishes the same task? So another thing we're going to try to describe to you here, there's something called the center mass bell or center mass dumbbell. And it looks like a bowling ball or like a handleless kettlebell. And it has the handle inside of this thing. So you reach your hand down to this thing, almost like a, uh, like a cauldron looking thing. And you hold onto this handle. So the dumbbell or weight is completely a circle around your hand. It looks like you've got these bowling balls for hands and you lift with them. You can do bench presses, uh, shoulder presses, hold them for lunges. Sounds like a dumbbell, right? So a kettlebell, the center of mass on the kettlebell is not where you hold it because you're holding a handle and the weight is around the back of your wrist or if you're doing a bottoms-up press, it's going to be above your hand. If you're holding a dumbbell, though, the weight is on either side of your hand. So you have a weight on the thumb side of your hand, a weight on the pinky side of your hand with a, with a handle going through the middle. Well, technically, the weight is kind of centered over your hand. With a center mass bell, yeah, there's weight on the you know palm side and the back of your hand, but it's going to feel a lot like a dumbbell. And these things cost even more than kettlebells do. And it's become a big thing in the strength and conditioning world where coaches are you know raving about these center mass bells and all these things you can do with them. Like, look, you can swing them. Look, you can do this. Literally, I could hold a dumbbell and do the exact same thing and accomplish the exact same task for half the price. So I, why would you buy something if you can get something for cheaper that does the exact same thing? There's no reason why we need to keep reinventing the wheel on this. When it comes to you know innovation, why don't we innovate you know how we, how we communicate or, or train people as coaches? Like, why don't we spend more time doing that than trying to figure out how to you know, manufacture and market something that accomplishes the same task of anything else? Jeez, I mean, you could, you could get fit. Last year, we all found out you get fit throwing books inside of a duffel bag and putting two of those on the side of a broomstick and squatting. I'm not sure if you all saw during the Olympics, they did a montage of the Olympic lifters training at home, and they were doing that. They were lifting you know, bags filled with books on, on uh, PVC pipes or uh, broomsticks, and that's what they practiced with for barbells. You may have seen the stuff that I put out last year during the shutdown where I was using five-gallon buckets filled with sand and a, a shovel for a bar, showing some examples with that. So you don't need to reinvent the wheel, especially if it's going to cost you know more than something that the original is. Now, if you were able to reinvent the wheel and make it cheaper, you could maybe see doing it. But there's a reason why dumbbells and barbells are the gold standard. It's just they're versatile. They're part of a progressive program, and you know they're kind of the the king when it comes to lifting because of what they're able to do at the price that they're the priced at. Uh, fourth question here is, and this is a big one: Is the piece of equipment that you're looking at being marketed by influencers slash celebrities? Enter Mr. Joe Rogan. 
Uh, Joe Rogan works with a company called Onnit, and Onnit makes a lot of these fun fitness toys, and then Joe talks about them on his show, and people buy them, and they are super expensive, and nothing against the company. They actually put out a lot of great stuff when it comes to you know, training materials for coaches, and, and they do have some good stuff. They've got kettlebells, things like that, but they also make some fun toys, but just they're really expensive. And there's, there are things that also are not always super versatile, or they can't be part of a progressive program, or it's reinventing the wheel. So those top first three questions, are those are then kind of being pulled into this next question here, whether or not it's being marketed by an influencer or celebrity, because when this celebrity comes out and says, this water-filled sandbag is the key, this, this is what I've been doing to, to get this fit, well, they're also being paid to say that. So go ahead and refer back to those first three questions, and if it can't be part of a progressive program, it's not versatile, and it's reinventing the wheel, then it doesn't matter what that celebrity says. They're getting paid to say that. You don't need that piece of equipment. There's these other things that are like these egg shaker weights, kind of like if you were like like playing percussion, uh, auxiliary percussion, those little, uh, those little egg shaker weights. Uh, there's like three people that know what I'm talking about, but uh, like a maraca or something. And so you're holding these egg shaker weights and you're like doing these running drills with them. Uh, I don't know. I'm still miming what I'm doing, trying to get you to understand what I'm talking about. But those are being marketed now. And they're like these one pound shake weights. And the price of them is ridiculous. There's something else called monkey feet that's being marketed now. And it's this boot that you can like strap a dumbbell to. So you can like pick up a dumbbell by your feet and they're talking about, you know, as soon as it's the next evolution of like primal stuff about how you need to get these monkey feet so that you can pick stuff up with your feet and lift weights with your feet. And that's the, you know, the key to fitness. So to wrap up this question, if it's being marketed by an influencer or a celebrity, they're being paid to market that piece of equipment. And it's probably not something that you need to buy. The last question that I have for you to ask yourself before you buy a piece of fitness equipment is, is it even necessary? Here's where I want to bring in mobility and recovery implements. So if you want to buy a $3 lacrosse ball or you know a $10 foam roller, have at it. I don't think that you need to be using them as often as people are using them. I think that the best thing that you can do for your recovery is sleep more and eat better and that that is going to do a lot more for your tissue health than rolling around on a foam roller. But if you're going to buy those things, they don't need to be the expensive things. It's not necessary for you to buy a $75 foam roller and check it out. You can go on the Rogue website and buy a Mobility Wad foam roller for $75 or a special thing that's basically a lacrosse ball for $50. Or you see these compression boots that athletes are wearing now that cost $900. You don't need these recovery tools. You need an alarm clock. You need a food scale. You need to figure out your nutrition and your sleep and, and make it work around your work and, and family and training schedule. That's what's going to be the key to your recovery. Not all of these mobility tools. And yeah, sure, there's a place for them when they're needed. But honestly, if you are training, if you're strength training in good, good positions and good ranges of motion, and you are not overdoing it when you're in the gym, you're working within what your body's limits are, and you're, you are really focused on your form, or you have a coach helping you with that, you should not need to be foam rolling all the time. 
or lacrosse ball rolling all the time. And I know you're, you, if you're listening to this and you've known me over the past, I don't know, maybe decade or so uh, that I've been coaching the Frederick area or longer before that, uh, when I was coaching uh, at Shepherd University, you know that I was a huge fan of these mobility tools back when I was in the CrossFit uh, game, you know, seven, eight years ago. And I did buy into a lot of that stuff. And over the years, as I've, I've you know, matured as a trainer, I've realized, you know, we don't really need this. Uh, but even back then, I was making stuff. I was using you know cheap lacrosse balls from Walmart. Uh, I was using uh, a PVC pipe that I bought at Home Depot as a foam roller. I mean, if you want to still do these mobility things, if they work for you, you don't need to be spending all this money on it. Honestly, you need to be spending more focus on your sleep and your nutrition and your training program and making sure that you're not overdoing it. And that's going to be the key to your recovery, not you know compression boots and uh, you know, vibrating frozen foam, foam rollers, those types of things. So, uh, there's the five questions. I'm going to recap them again for you just as we head out here. Uh, number one, can it be part of a progressive program? Number two, is it versatile? Number three, is it reinventing the wheel? Number four, is it being marketed by a, an influencer or a celebrity? And number five, is it even necessary? So hopefully this can help you if you're going to purchase some gym equipment now that they're finally back in stock after uh, everyone was buying them last year for their home gyms. Uh, but hopefully this helps you kind of view the equipment that you might be thinking about purchasing uh, so that you can make wise decisions when it comes to what you're spending your money on. And honestly, you know, if you're going to be spending your money on equipment, buy a good barbell, buy some plates, buy some dumbbells, and then and this, of course, is going to come from me saying this, uh, but spend your money on good coaching, whether that's in person or online. Get good coaching, and that's going to get you the results you want way faster than you know, the newest fitness toy that you're seeing on social media. Good programming, uh, good basic equipment, good sleep, good diet. That's the key right there. So uh, if you would like to learn more about training with us here at Straight Shot, you can head over to straightshottraining.com. Over there, you can read about the different ways you can work with us either in person or online. You can send me a message right there if you would like to try out one of those free semi-private personal training sessions. And then you can also check out our blog, our shop, read about us as coaches, uh, and just shoot me a message if you have something that you would like me to talk about on a future podcast or if a guest that you would like to have me on. Uh, we have some cool guests lined up coming up soon from the local uh, the Frederick area that I'm really excited to introduce to you all. So uh, thank you so much again for listening and have a great week, everybody. 